Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Thanks for joining me today, uh, whether you're catching the show live or in archive. Uh, welcome. Uh, all the shows are archived, by the way, if you catch the show kind of late in or uh, just want to catch up on any of the shows I have, go through my archive list. You can listen to any of the past shows I've done the last five years. Uh, on demand. So uh, anyway, welcome to the show. Uh, my name is Jim Ventura. I am a professional navigational consultant. Uh, tell a little bit about what that means. Uh, I have expertise in astrology and numerology, uh, tarot, runestones, uh, animal totems, a uh, number of different oracles that I've worked with over the years. Uh, I take a little bit of a different approach than other readers do. Um, uh, absolutely, cards can be predictive and things of that nature, but and I use a lot of intuitive ability. But, you know, I kind of work with clients when I do uh, with the idea in mind that you do create your reality. So the, the oracles are a great way of really reflecting back kind of unconscious, subconscious knowledge and information. And I'm often good at kind of picking up on those things. But, um, you know, a lot of the work that I do is really more geared toward getting people in a place where they're more self-empowered about making better, stronger decisions and choices in their lives. Kind of a little bit of a different focus, but absolutely still use the oracles, and they work amazingly well. Uh, and I've used them for years, but uh, again, they're kind of an adjunct to uh, kind of a working with empowering others. Uh, I am also a writer and an author. I write a multi-column called Snake Oil. Uh, goes out to about 1,500, 1,600 people now. Uh, if you're on my mailing list, email me at VenturaSag at Yahoo.com. Manage the free monthly newsletter mailing list. Uh, your name is blind copied. Uh, you're, uh, so no one will ever get your email address from me, just so you know that. Uh, that's well protected. Um, if you want information on personal sessions, I do sessions by consultation by phone, as well as in office here in Phoenix. Uh, go to my website, JimVentura.com. You can get information on my books and all the other Good stuff that's on there. Okay, so we've got a couple different formats for the shows uh, that I do. Always the first show of each month will be a live column read and then subsequent discussion about that. I don't take live calls on the uh, on those shows. I will be taking live calls on today's show, though. Um, this is our astrology update show, so I'm going to spend the first uh, about 25 minutes or a 45-minute show today kind of updating you guys on what's happening astrologically. Uh, this is going to really help a big brunt of the people out there anyway. And then uh, I will carve out a little time, 10 or 15 minutes in the last few minutes of the show to take a few calls. So if you're, if you're waiting to call in, it's going to be about 25 minutes before I take the first call, but I will take calls according to the pecking order of who called in first, if they can hang long enough. So you got two people already. You should get to two or three people uh, to the end of these shows, but uh, I want to talk about the astrology first. Uh, and, and again, you can catch some other themes and formats. I do. We usually do two or three shows each month on Thursdays at 3:30 uh, Arizona time. Okay. Anyway, a lot going on astrologically, so definitely want to start there. Uh, we're going to talk about transits. So just to kind of give everyone a clear uh, uh, understanding of what that's about, uh, two things I always tell people because I get this a lot from people when they book sessions with me for having their astrology done. I cannot stress the importance of knowing the birth time. Listen, in some cases, you're not going to be able to get it. People have had, you know, circumstances where they just can't access the birth time. But most of the time, if you were born in a hospital in the last 60 or 70 years, you really should be able to access the birth time from the birth certificate. Sometimes you have to contact the hospital to get the second portion. They don't always put it on the first, the one they give you. But the hospital usually have a record of it. Cannot stress this enough, guys. 
Um, you can absolutely have astrology chart interpretations, readings, and things of that nature without it, but you're really losing a huge brunt of information. A good astrologer, myself included, can do chart rectification, meaning I can usually, when I work with someone a few times, figure out what the rise is, and then go figure out the lay of, of uh, houses. But it really is an important thing to, and worth kind of accessing if it takes a little effort to get there. Uh, because, just again, because you lose about a third of the information that's pretty vital to reading astrology. Again, don't give up if you can't. You still can get some good insight from it. Uh, it's just the same. But it is better if you can have it. So in astrology, when you're born, your astrology chart is kind of set in motion when you're born. That's kind of the basic plan or layout. We, of course, make choices all the time. Astrology doesn't dictate our choices. It pushes us. It nudges us. It, it, it shifts our focus a little, but we still ultimately make choices. But astrology definitely has a large impact on who we are. And, and whether you believe in astrology or not, you're going to be affected by astrological transit then by your astrology. Uh, that, that's just life. Uh, I tell people that all the time. Sometimes it's cute when people say, oh, you believe in astrology. And that's not a belief. You're going to it's going to impact you anyway. You cannot believe in mathematics. You're still going to be influenced by mathematics. And astrology is largely mathematics in that sense. Okay, so that said, when, since the chart is rel- relatively stationary uh, to an impact, planets continue to move, so they trigger different aspects in our own chart. So when we say transits, what we're looking at is the movement of the planets and ultimately how that affects our original natal chart and our lives. So we're going to kind of update you guys a bit on what's going on. We've got a couple of really big things, one that just finished, one that's kind of coming up. Um, We just finished a Venus retrograde in Leo uh, about a week ago, um, where Mercury goes retrograde about every three or four months for about three weeks. Um, Venus and Mars typically go retrograde about every two years, but they usually are retrograde for three or four months. So, you know, we just came out of a Venus retrograde. You know, as an astrologer, I always, um, you know, I never really thought much of Venus retrograde. Venus represents feminine energy, creativity, romance, uh, beauty, charm, uh, how we receive, things of that nature. So a retrograde to me often wasn't quite as impactful as uh, like Mercury is. Mercury rules um, the way we think, we communicate, we express ourselves. And by the way, Mercury goes retrograde late tonight, early tomorrow for the next three weeks in Libra. So um, that's going to happen also. But we came through the Venus retrograde, and it was a doozy. So let me kind of update you guys. I saw this with a lot of clients, even in my own life, my own personal life. I experienced some interesting dynamics. Because Venus was retrograde in Leo, what it kind of brought up for everyone is, now depending on where Leo is in your chart, Again, when we know the house placement in an astrology chart, it's going to get even more specific to the area of life. But as a general rule of thumb, Venus retrograde in Leo means all of us were reevaluating over the last couple of months the way we give and receive. Uh, Leo rules our sense of generosity, our creativity, or the part of us that wants to be a prince, or sees ourselves that wants to be, sees ourselves as a prince or princess, or king, or queen, in that sense. So uh, Leos typically tend to be larger than life, often very generous, wanting to be giving, if they're able to do that, have very often strong self-esteem, unless, of course, they've got difficult angles to the charts, and they could be struggling with it. But um, So for all of us, we've got Leo somewhere in our chart. So it was really bringing up a lot of issues around relationships with others, intimate partnerships, friendships, things of that nature, co-workers, 
then again where it was in the chart, and kind of looking at your giving and receiving ratio, are you giving too much, are you not giving enough, are you feeling you're giving and not getting anything in return? Um, you know, it, it was really triggering the, the, the part of us that, that wants to feel proud in what we give, but also wants to be acknowledged at some level for, for what we do. So most people are experiencing kind of this effect of like having almost like being get pissed off and reactive at some level. They almost wanted to huff and say, peasants don't see what I am and what I'm doing here. No, I don't want to do anything with people like this. Uh, to other days where you could have just felt like the wind was knocked out of your sails and you didn't really even want to try in that sense because uh, you're feeling you, again, not being recognized and, and taking a more passive approach to it. So this probably went back and forth for almost everyone. Again, depending on the area of life would be the house placement, but still we do see it impacting that way. I had a lot of clients that went through some really turbulent stuff in relationships and partnerships. Um, I had a, I personally had a, have had a very long, good friendship with someone for about 13 or 14 years, really close uh, friend of mine, who whole relationship, friendship went kaput, um, not getting into a lot of detail about it for obvious reasons, I would never slander another person. Um, yeah, she did something incredibly unethical. Um, to me, uh, she's done unethical things in her business and other areas of her life before. It never affected me, and she did something to me that really is ultimately inexcusable. And rather than apologize and deal with it, she chose to pretend she didn't and kind of ran away. And, no, oh, dealing with the fire sign here, that just pisses me off all the more in that sense. But I recognize in the larger picture that her removal um, that really has a lot to do with her own issues. And often, you know, the universe will create a vacuum sometimes in our life, guys. Meaning, sometimes we'll lose something, whether it be a job, relationship, friendship, situation, and then the universe eventually replaces it with something else. Um, it's the vacuum effect. It's necessary at times, even though it can be very troublesome. Because, again, for most of us as human beings, when changes come, it usually is kind of dramatic, meaning, you know, we, you often go through discord in order to change and grow. We absolutely can take an enlightened path of awareness and grow peacefully, but for the most part, most of us don't. It's just, <laughs> it's just unfortunate realities in that sense, uh, and, and just without destruction, there can't be reconstruction or recreation. So I went through this. I saw a whole bunch of clients going through similar types of stuff. Again, it just seemed to be the centralized theme about looking at the way you give, the way you receive, um, your, your sense of being recognized for the greatness of what you are or whether you're not being recognized, which was causing a lot of disharmony. So that went direct again last Thursday. Um, after about three or four months of this, um, you know, I think everyone feels a little bit like they just came through a little bit of a storm got a certain amount of clarity, but may still be kind of putting pieces together, which is typical of an after-the-retrograde type of feeling, by the way. So that just went down the pike. Now we've got Mercury going retrograde in Libra uh, late today, tomorrow, uh, until about October 9th, the Mercury retrograde will occur. So now that's very direct. Mercury and Libra are Libra rules, relationships, partnerships, negotiations, fairness, um, in a in a more one-on-one um, uh, -on -one type of a way. So uh, a lot of reevaluation around relationships, again, from another perspective, looking at partnerships and relationships. Uh, you may have old partners or old friends or companions that resurface in your life during a, a Libra retrograde. You may be looking at issues of relating to uh, justice, fairness, uh, legalities, things of that nature that may surface. Uh, but it's all about changing perspective 
on the way we relate to people and things and and balance and harmony. That's what this retrograde is going to be about. So, Ken, don't be surprised if there isn't some effect of, of a little bit of a rocky push in some relationships and situations during the retrograde. That will not be strange uh, during during any retrograde. So, But be prepared for it in that sense. Uh, again, the, the Libra often really does have to do with our sense of fairness and our sense of balance. So Mercury going backwards in that sign is definitely going to... Uh, impact us in a couple of different ways. Uh, for me, it's in uh, sixth house placement, which is work, service, health, maintenance, fixing, resolving day-to-day activities. So I am expecting some clients and people from my past to resurface very realistically uh, <laughs> in that sense, and also a reevaluation of how I am of service to others. And and uh, that, that's already been happening. So clearly the retrograde is not started yet, ha- has been pushed in motion there. So Okay, so now, again, house placements are specific to your own chart. So, again, real good reason to to get a chart interpretation done. Um, I do this. Of course, people can contact me to do it. You can find other people that do this service. Um, if, you're, if money's tight, you can't afford an astrologer, um, go to a, a site like astro.com, guys. Uh, it's free to set up an account with them. Uh, there's a few other types that I like, astro.com, a lot. Uh, get your astrology information, your birth information there. You're going to get a lot of free stuff through Astro and be able to run up charts that way. So anyone whose um, budget is tight and they can't afford uh, to talk to an astrologer and interpreter, yeah, you're going to have to do some work, but you do get quite a bit out of that site. I, I highly recommend it. It's one that I use to draw up charts for people, um, interpreting them. And, and that, I, know, I know how to do all this stuff. I don't need Astro to do it for me. Uh, but uh, it's a good rule of thumb to go with if, if money's a little on the tight side. Okay, so welcome everyone to the show. I see we've got a bunch of people kind of jumping in. I am going to uh, get to a couple of live calls in a little bit, um, according to the numbers uh, as they come in. So be patient with that. I'll let you guys know when I'm going to start taking live calls. Uh, for the last 15 minutes of our show, I should be able to get about three calls in. Um, I'll let you know I'm going to do that. So I will, of course, go with uh, whoever kind of signed in first, for obvious reasons, out of fairness. See, fairness, we're talking about Libra here, <laughs> which is my moon anyway, too. Okay, so let's talk about some of the other planetary things going on here. Um, sun right now, of course, is in Virgo. Um, if you're a Virgo, uh, even if you're not a Virgo, again, remember, you've got Virgo somewhere in your chart. Um, so we are, uh, you know, pushing away toward Libra anyway, but we're still in Virgo. Uh, so for a highlighting Virgo is often going to make us become more aware of health, maintenance, uh, fixing, resolving things. Uh, often we'll find ourselves studying, learning more. The perfection side of us comes to rise or comes to surface in that sense during uh, Virgo times a little bit more than normal. Um, but within the next week and a half or so, we're going to push away sun into into Libra. Again, relationships, partnerships, working with people, fairness, balance, harmonizing things, seeing dual sides of situations, um, that becomes the crux or the theme that we see when the sun moves into Libra. Again, whether you're a Libra or not, uh, this is the thing I'm trying to explain to people. We're You've got every single sign is somewhere in, a, in your chart. It's just that where you've got planets, uh, that's going to be highlighted. The energy of it's even stronger. So when I say planets, obviously the sun isn't a planet, but sun and the moon are called planets from astrologers' perspective just because they represent celestial bodies. If the sun is in Libra, the, the Libra theme itself is going to be stronger for you. 
but you very well may have the moon there, or Mercury, or Venus, or other planets there. But again, if nothing's there, it's still going to somewhat exist in your chart as an attribute of yourself. It just won't be as pronounced as someone with planets in that place. But that's how transits work. When the uh, when the planets continue to move and they trigger a chart, if you know four or five planets are going into Libra and you don't have anything in Libra in your chart, you're going to find a lot of Libra themes surface in your life because of transit. So that's the key. So again, I've mentioned the moon right now. I believe is uh, where is the moon right now? Uh, moon changes every two to three days. Moon is in Scorpio at the moment. That should make us all feel rather intense for a day or two. <laughs> uh, I talked about Mercury. Uh, again, Mercury will typically stay in a sign for about a month or so. Same thing with Venus. Again, unless you have a retrograde effect, then it's going to be there a lot longer. Mars right now is still in Leo. Mars typically, Mars was male energy, assertiveness, aggressiveness, the way we get things done, uh, our masculine uh, energy. Uh, Mars will usually stay in the sign for about two and a half months. It has been in Leo. So, again, this really, when we had this Venus retrograde in Leo, pushing everyone to recognize what's good about us and what's great about us in that sense and how we shine, you know, Mars just compounded that to the nth degree. Um, you know, I found when I went through my issue with my friend, I found myself really a number of times getting really pissed off. Um, I can kind of feel that tit-for-tat energy um, <laughs> that, that can surface when you get angry, but you kind of almost want to retaliate a little bit when someone has done something cruel to you. Uh, so what was interesting about my situation with, with my friend kind of kind of screwing me over with some uh, ethically and financially and yuck, um the, the funny part of it is she's a Facebook friend. So she's posting things saying sometimes you have to get negative people out of your life and all this other stuff, too. And I'm looking at this, too, and I'm just thinking to myself, oh, my God, my head wants to explode. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Mars. Welcome to Mars in, in Leo. I kind of knew what was going on. The good side is I, 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 I'm really proud of myself. I really restrained myself from any type of reactiveness. You know, I always talk about things, but again, I don't want to bring up someone's name or get caught up in any type of slander. But that was a big push for Mars and Leo. I mean, it really, you know, it really can push us to be more creative, more assertive, more aggressive about, again, what makes us ultimately shine. Within about the next two weeks or so, it's going to go into Virgo, though, uh, two, three weeks. So, you know, Mars and Virgo, again, a lot of energy on work and practical matters, really, really putting a lot of, oomph behind the idea of getting things done as Mars uh, pushes its way into Virgo for the next couple of months. Jupiter, uh, as a transient planet, Jupiter goes through signs about a year or so, um, and uh, always kind of interesting and good to track the movement of Jupiter. It's going to tell you a lot about where you're lucking out, where you're benefiting, where expanding, where you're uh, your philosophy is evolving and growing and, and coming to a much more powerful uh, uh, awareness, uh, optimism. You know, Jupiter can also represent where we overdo it, where we push the lines, where we're too cocky. But as a general rule of thumb, Jupiter transits are often really positive and good for us. Uh, Jupiter is in Virgo right now. So um, I've noticed certainly I've had a lot of business uh, work, practical matters are contained by Virgo and a business has been very good for me. In fact, one of the reasons why I haven't done as many radio shows and things, uh, I, I just don't really have to market anymore. I, I can really get a good amount, a very comfortable amount of business 
Um, same thing with my column writing. Um, I used to write about eight or nine new columns a year. Now I'm down to five or six. I run a lot of repeats. Uh, I'm able to do that. I have a number of. I've got a lot of columns, so I've been doing it for over a decade. Um, so if I'm running something from 2004, a lot of people haven't ever read that at all or read it a long time ago. So that's really cool. But Jupiter pushing its way through Virgo is going to kind of give us that push toward really being excited about getting things done, about the details of life in a good way, uh, wanting to expand uh, elements of health, body maintenance, uh, again, service, uh, getting things done, day-to-day -day details of life in that sense are, are, you know, fixing, resolving. All these things are very Virgoian in tone, often studying and learning. Because, again, remember the positive expression of Virgo is I analyze, I study. Virgos tend to be very good at what they do because they tend to be compulsive about it in a good sense. Uh, the negative is I worry. Uh, uh, that could be a Virgo trait as well. So we've got Jupiter well pushed into Virgo for the next year. Um, Saturn has made a big transition. Uh, Saturn will usually stay in the sign for two to three years, depending on retrograde motion and movement. Um, Saturn has been Scorpio for the last couple of years. I've talked a lot about Saturn on previous shows, so I'm not going to go too much about this. Um, but Saturn um, represents restriction and limitation and difficulty and caution. It also represents, you know, where we become smart and wise because of adversity and difficulty. Uh, it, it is the great teacher, you know, disguised as limitation, ultimately. But Saturn, as we get older, often becomes a very thing we're, we're quite comfortable with. We can inevitably see that what slowed us down, the lessons that we learned, were really the things that have made us stronger and wiser to some extent. So Saturn has been in Scorpio. I've said this in other shows. A lot of, you know, when, when, when people push the lines of power, um, Saturn through Scorpio, uh, there can be, uh, there was a, a lot of fast repercussion to manipulation and pushing things in a negative way. Um, it also taught a lot of us about using our personal power in a more constructive, practical way, being patient with it in that sense. But now it has just pushed its way into Sagittarius. This is going to be very interesting, uh, period, over the next couple of years to watch um, Saturn move through Sagittarius because Sagittarius rules optimism and teaching and drama and uh, and philosophy and perspective and expansion and travel and all those other things, too. So the planet of limitation and caution moves into Sagittarius. Uh, again, very interesting. For a lot of teachers and people guiding others, there's going to be a very strong focus on, on, on the practical, uh, being able to be optimistic and practical at the same time. Um, what I always tell people is when Saturn moves into a sign or into a house in our own chart, it does kind of create an effect of, like, being tough at first, like as if we're feeling restricted by it. But then usually as it progresses through, we often see that we are, we're becoming smarter, we're becoming wiser, we're, we're learning to be patient, we're learning how to build something in that sense. We're learning that sometimes not being able to act is, is powerful for us as well, too, that there's wisdom in restraint. It's very interesting for this to go on during the, the next presidential election in America, by the way. It's going to be very entertaining. It's already entertaining, um, uh, all these debates. I watched the first GOP uh, debate. It was uh, definitely entertaining would be the way I would put it in that sense. Uh, <laughs> I think it's interesting the philosophies that, and perspectives people are throwing on the table at this point in the game. Um, you know, as a prediction, 
this isn't, uh, I'm not talking about political alliances here, just for basic information. The chance of a Republican candidate taking the presidency, slim to none uh, in the next president. It's just not going to happen. Um, none of these candidates, uh, they're, they're all too, um, they're not able to reach, they're, they're not able to reach out to the multitudes of people. Uh, there's a lot of push against uh, energy with women now. A lot of us are holding on to the gay and lesbian perspectives of, of being uncomfortable about that. You know, someone like Trump's just just tearing down Mexican people, and they, they just they, they're just not cohesive enough to pull this off. Uh, my prediction is that I still think Hillary Clinton will probably take the presidency uh, in, uh, for the next cycle. That's not definitive. But uh, I think that's the way it's going to inevitably go. Uh, we shall see if that if that pans out. I'm usually pretty good at predicting presidencies, but I don't think that's really brain surgery to piece that one together. Uh, it's just it's going to be far. It's going to be take a semi-moderate perspective. Uh, interesting what's happened with Bernie Sanders as well, uh, but I don't know uh, whether the country itself would would accept someone with, with that liberal uh, an agenda. Um, I, I like a lot of what this dude's saying, but again, I just don't know whether that's going to be, we're ready for that type of thing in the larger picture. So I mentioned this because Saturn moving through Sagittarius, this is what this is going to do. It's going to bring up a lot about philosophy and perspective and, and looking at how far you can go with that. Um, and, and again, uh, helping people to maybe look at the idea of taking a bit more of a practical, balanced perspective on, on their philosophy and points of view and perspective. Okay, I'm going to talk about the next couple of some of the outer planets real briefly, and then I am going to actually take a couple calls in the next five minutes or so. Uh, again, I might be able to get two or three callers in. I see I already got someone in there, and the other person gave up, so I will get to the person in there. Uh, the call-in number, and what I'm going to do is you can ask me a quick question. I could pull a card or two or a rune uh, to see what action you should take or an, uh, an angel card message. Um, just a quick five-minute little input into any type of a question that you may have, or maybe a few tarot cards. Uh, obviously, they're going to be quick little five-minute dealies uh, in that sense. We'll give a few minutes of, of, of free insight here uh, in that sense to any any questions. So the call-in number is 646-200-3966. Um, again, I will probably be able to get uh, two or three calls in. I've got one definite I'm going to take. 646-200-3966, and I will take the first call in just about four or five minutes. So let me mention um, a couple of other things. We talked about all the the, the personal planets, uh, Sun, Moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, that, that transit the bridge planets, uh, Jupiter and, uh, and, and Saturn. Uh, and now a uh, quick mention of Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. Outer planets, you know, I never want to minimize the impact of the outer planets on us. Uh, certainly wherever Pluto is in your chart is an intense place. Certainly wherever Neptune is in your natal chart is where we tend to see magic in God and where we've also uh, wore rose-colored glasses and got mangled because uh, we didn't see clearly at times as well. Um, and, and certainly Uranus, which represents where we're weird, where we're eccentric, where we're iconoclastic, uh, brilliant, uh, a little rebellious. Um, all these things in our natal chart are, are significant to who we are in this lifetime. But the outer planets tend to stay in a sign in houses for between 7 and 15 years, depending um, from, from Uranus all the way through, through Pluto. Uh, so Uranus has been in Aries for years. Uh, again, the planet of eccentricity. It's retrograde. 
Um, you know, again, we've seen a lot of revolts a lot, uh, across the the world, uh, people um, trying to break out of the shell of being limited. Uranus in, in areas can really push us to want to carve out our own path, our own life, be unique, to be different, to not do it the way other people expect us to do in that sense. Even to push us to start over and move into new territory. So uh, that's, a, again, a long-term effect, but definitely a notable one. Uh, Neptune has been in its happily in Pisces, so to speak, for the last few years, and will continue for probably about the next six or seven years before it moves into Aries. Uh, you know, Neptune, you know, uh, really is highlighting a lot of intuitive ability in, in Pisces, giving us the ability to see things in a deeper way, and also for us to be understanding, uh, to be caring, to be able to walk in other people's shoes, to be empathetic in that sense, in a positive way. You know, on the negative side, sometimes we can give too much. Uh, Neptune and Pisces can suggest that we may um, have issues with boundaries at some level and how much we uh, we necessarily uh, are pushed and, 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 and uh, by others and how far we go. You know, we, we can get the twinge of martyrdom can obviously surface in, in some ways, too, when we ultimately give too much. And Pluto's in Capricorn. It has been for years. It moved in there in 2008 during the Great uh, Recession slash Depression, if you lived in Arizona or Utah or, or Nevada <laughs> during 2008, 2009, when it pushed its way in. You know, it's just Pluto rules power or, or lack of it. And it's really showing a lot of energy toward uh, working our way into uh, – the things are taking longer than we might like, but ultimately we're really finding a security and a stability and taking the slow, steady approach to goals. Okay, so let me uh, put this to the side for now. I see you got a bunch of calls. There's so many in here, guys, I don't, I, I'm only going to be able to get to maybe three or four at best, so I'll try to get to everyone I can today until the show ends in about 15 minutes. Uh, but uh, if not, I'll call in on the next one, but we'll, we'll give it a shot. So I'm going to take my first call here. The most patient of all. 202, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Hi, thank you for taking my call. No problem. What's your name? My name's Camilla. All right, Camilla. Have you called them before? No, this is my first time calling. Okay. So uh, if you have a kind of question you want to ask, tell me what, what, your, what your call's about, and we'll, we'll see what we can get for you. Um, okay, so you do t cards, not astrology, but cards, so I should just kind of ask uh -huh. a question. Is that how it goes? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Um, I guess it would be life path, um, career path, and general life path, like direction. Okay, cool. All right, that's that's a good question, actually. <laughs> so, uh, all right, give me a minute <laughs> here. I'm going to pull a couple of cards for you, and we'll see what we come up with. Thank you. Okay, you there? I got you. Hello? Hello? Did you get disconnected? 
Okay. Uh, you know, I pulled cards for you, so I'm going to give you the information anyway, all right? So, okay. uh, in case you, are you there? I'm here. Yeah, you might. Okay, good. Okay, okay, good. Because it'll be on, you can, uh, it'll be on there anyway. Okay. So let me tell you what comes out. I pulled a couple of cards for the next couple of months. Uh, the Nine of Wands comes up reversed in your past position. You know, the Nine of Wands is like the struggle card. It suggests that, you know, on the positive side, you've, you've had to overcome some things. Um, it, it's not necessarily been an easy path. You know, it almost it can suggest that there have been sort of repeated patterns in terms of enterprise mm-hmm. and, and ultimately mm-hmm. getting things done, and, and that's been a, a, a little tough for you. Uh, in that mm-hmm. sense, but I do feel like there's been some progress made, although maybe not as much as you would ultimately like at this point mm-hmm. in the game. Uh, mm-hmm. The lover's card comes up reversed in your present. Um, you know, that usually means like there's a worry and a fear about sometimes making wrong choices or wrong decisions. You know, the other thing I often say about the lover's card that's kind of funny is, you know, sometimes, you know, how should I put this not so delicately, I'll put it as a subject here, sometimes you just have to deal with a lot of dipshits so to speak. Uh, the, lo- yeah. the lover's card usually means a lot of frustration with people and things that sense feeling obstacles. The five of wands comes up next also, which means there's something you've got to push your way through um, at this point of the game. It can still feel like there's something you're trying to work on and accomplish, but definitely um, uh, there's a little antagonism ahead in that sense that you're still kind of working through. But the outcome is interesting as we progress through the year because the King of Pentacles comes up, which means a situation on work and practical matters, it may be connected with a male or a female that will help at some level in a positive sense, but it suggests Mm -hmm. a period of more prosperity or more confidence in the work that you do. Are you contemplating a change in, in career at this point? Um, I am. I'm uncertain. I haven't really been getting much work in my current career, so I'm yeah. and I'm kind of open right now and in, in limbo, if you right. will. Right, because it feels to me like I feel like someone's presenting something to you. It's like an mm-hmm. idea. It's a plan. It's something, and I actually like it. Um, I, you'll you'll understand. It'll, it'll be something that will resonate with you in that sense as mm-hmm. it comes up. Even though I feel like it's going to be a little bit of a push from the norm at some level in, in the way you do. But what I'm hearing is if you do this, um, you're actually going to really thrive and start to do well. Um, you got a little bit more to go, but I feel like this difficult period is kind of getting ready to somewhat come to an end. Um, mm-hmm. For lack of time, we don't have the ability to look up your astrology now, but I feel like you're coming into some positive transits. Um, okay. and, and I pulled an angel card message from you also, and it says steady progress. Let me read this okay. to you real fast because maybe uh, some other people can benefit by hearing this too. Um, She says, you drew this card as a reassurance that you are making steady progress. You sometimes harshly compare yourself to others and feel that you should be further ahead on your path right now. Yet, look at how far you've come, how many lessons you've learned, and how many people you've helped. Focus on your progress instead of expecting perfection from yourself. Each day, take at least one small action step concerning a project that you're passionate about. Um, you're moving on the right path, even if it feels like you're moving slowly. So that's your angel message. Mm. Oh, so, yeah, you. something's coming up, um, and I like it. But it is, it's is—it's going to require a little effort. But don't worry about missing it. You'll know. There's, there's, there's a, it just feels like there's something that, that's getting ready to surface, and, and that's good. Okay? Good. Good. That's great news. Thank you so much. Awesome. All right. Thank you for calling. Okay. Thanks. Take care. 
All right, that was a great call. I'm going to hang up on you here. You should be able to still stay on in the show. I hope I didn't hang up on the show. Sometimes I'm retarded bored here. Okay, that's a great call. Uh, that was really very interesting. I think a lot of people, again, especially as we go into this Virgo energy, it's really going to have us taking a lot of stock in, in what we want to do. But the angel message is really good. We have to be careful about that. Sometimes we really do get caught up in the trap of, of, of just thinking we should be further ahead. Always remember this, guys. Motivating yourself with the negative is never good. We always have to tune into where we where we're doing well, where we're making mistakes in a practical sense, but don't attach judgment and blame on it. That you know, it's just never a motivating factor. Uh, you know, praise yourself for how far you've come. You know, the joke I always say: if you haven't killed anybody today, you're a good person. <laughs> I don't suggest ever killing anybody, but you know what I mean. It's definitely enough things that could push our buttons in this life that um, we can be proud of ourselves that we have some uh, healthy restraint coming from the mouth of a Sagittarius. Okay, let me take the next call here. Seven seven zero. Welcome to Snake All Radio. Hello? Hello? Uh, 770, welcome to Snake All Radio. Okay. You're not hearing me or you're not answering, so I'm going to put you back on hold and take the next person, if I can figure out how to do that. Okay. All right. Let's go with the next call then. I'll try you. Try you. Try you. Try you. Try Either or, or in need of both, either you or. Got it. 
and right. um, I, I thought I was doing myself and the other party a favor and and try to work out a financial uh, helping situation and also ended up with uh, them borrowing my car and bringing my car home all damaged. And, um, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, so it was either I hang on and have this person around and try to get the money or get it fixed, or I say I'm, you know, I've had it, I'm up to my eyeballs and the stress, and right. it's time for them to move on, which I finally yeah. had to take control. Well, now, of course, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm back to square one because I still don't know how I'm going to get the money to fix the car. And when I sent him an email, he gave me a real squirrely response. So, right. And he's Scorpio yeah. on top of that. So, on top of um, that. And, and I, I pulled some cards for you, and which was really funny, because as you're talking, I'm listening to you, but I'm pulling a couple of cards. So uh-huh. let me, you know, here's the thing that I feel, um, let, let me let me fill you in real quick, and that way we can, we can go from there, because you may have some other questions, but I want to talk about this at least. The cards I pulled for Mary, three swords reversed, which means, you know, a difficulty, a problem, a fight, a discord, you know, something that was a little bit, how should I, you know, heartbreaking in uh-huh. that sense, obviously. It definitely, you know, it wasn't just a tangible thing. I think in some no. ways it probably, again, was really cruel uh, in some yeah. respects. But again, I'm guessing... Try to remember this, too. Sometimes when we, almost, not even sometimes, when we go through something difficult emotionally and psychologically, there's usually some type of unconscious pattern that's going on from our past, almost like we're playing something. So there's a great book called A Radical Forgiveness by Colin Tipping that I highly recommend that helps move these things through. Just that for for a future reference point for anybody listening. So the Eight of Swords comes up in in your present, which means you're kind of like caught in a rock in a hard place at this point in the game. In that sense, mm-hmm. the eight of swords means feeling limited, feeling limited in your ability to move about, to travel, even limited in your consciousness in that sense. Uh, obviously, this is very tangible because is your car drivable still? It is, but it looks awful, and um, yeah. it's, it, it, it's, it's, never been, it's never been hurt that bad, and I've had it a very long time, and it's, it's got some age on it, and it's yeah. just, but it looks really awful, and anybody sees it, oh, my awful. God, what happened? Are you all right? And all right. this stuff. So you know. here's a trick that I, I want you to, because I'll tell you what the other two cards are in a minute. Well, let me tell you those now. The Seven of Wands comes up next, which means you will continue to persevere. Um, that There will be a little bit of tempting to get this person to do the right thing. And that's right. Well, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, well, here's think. the interesting part. Because the Knight of Cups comes up upright as the outcome, which means a water sign male, um, someone helps, someone assists. So I'm not necessarily sure it is specifically this idiot. I say that Mm. ever so humorous for you. Uh, (laughs) For you. That way you didn't say it. I said it. Yeah. don't worry, no one's going to come after me. I'm a 210-pound boxer. Oh, good. <laughs> Nobody's coming <laughs> after me. No, I never worry about such things. I get away with saying a lot. Um, but I feel like that's what I feel like. There's The Nine of Cups means there's a new – it feels like a there's a helper. There's a good relationship. There's something positive. I feel like someone's going to give to you and help to you in a way that's going to get you through a couple of different things 
That's well, that's, yeah, there are like there that. are other issues as well. So it's like, yeah. you know. So there is some assistance. The key is, and this is why I want to say that's very important um, as a, as a good point of reference to focus on. Uh, the angel card I pulled for you is innocence, and and here's what I want to tell you, Mary. I know this was really tough and this is hard. Try to get your energy away from brewing about it and the hurt. Yeah, I am. I didn't because, even respond to the email because I thought but, that was just promoting, you know, the negativity and the anger and the stupidity of mm-hmm. the way it was worded and all. Absolutely. It was just, it, it was just like mentally kind of screwed up. That's why I used yeah. the word squirrely. It was a squirrely right. response in yeah, my Yeah, it was right. Trying to pretend and avoid that you're really responsible, you know what I mean? Kind right, of, and again, it was like, much, really your fault, and, uh, you know, yeah, uh, something, pretty, you know, yeah. just didn't make sense. There's a great uh, line from uh, a philosopher named Marcus Arialis that says, reject your sense of injury, and the injury itself disappears. Yeah. And that's what it yeah. is. You you just reject the injury. In other words, you the sense of it. You don't pretend it didn't happen, but you don't waste your energy on that. Creatively, right. you know, what's interesting is, let me say this real quick. My my friend, it ended up being that my friend probably screwed me over about $600. And yeah. what was interesting, rather than get caught up in the retaliation part of it, I just mm-hmm. figured the universe would find another way to solve it. And no joke, I went to the casino last week, which I do every week anyway to play. I don't spend a lot of money, but I like playing. And I came home up $600. Ooh-hoo. And I had a laugh. Yeah, it was so trippy. It just, without getting to think about how it happened, it was such an amazing thing. How it I've been buying scratch-off tickets and lottery tickets, thinking yeah, the same you know what I mean? Just thinking. So, just, let it happen another way. But let me answer one one other quick thing for you because I pulled one of the cards and it comes up the Eight of Pentacles, which means, you know, you're in a process either now or in the very near future of, of kind of, it's almost like a bump up in career, meaning there's something you're going to learn or something you're going to do that is going to oh. benefit you financially and practically that's on the right. horizon. I'm not very working soon. now, so. Yeah. It feels like there's some type of training that's coming. That's what you guys are saying to me, some type of training. And the good news that I'm getting is I think you're going to like this and you have the tenacity to do this. I feel like it almost becomes like a mission, but it does feel like um, an opportunity is coming up for you. I'm hearing by November, so it could come a little earlier, but I'm definitely hearing that this is in play by November. It's gonna, inevitably in the long run going to help out financially and practically, but I do feel like there's some assist that will come in other ways, and you guys oh. are just saying to be open to that, to let them okay. take care of you. Okay? Is is this particular opportunity, is it related to something I already know, or is it just kind of... Yeah, kind it's of... not completely off base from what you already know. It feels like it's a little detour on the road, but you're already there's already a certain amount of knowledge that you have or uh, or history with it at some level, but it's a little bit of a turn is what they're showing me. I keep seeing an image of a right-hand turn within the same structure, so it, it, it's positive that way. Okay? And it'll be brought to me, or do I have to scout for this? You know what? It's going to surface anyway. You'll know. You know, it's kind of like, let me use this as a perfect example of this. Um, you know, you ever, even when people are dating, it's always funny because people will try to set you up with someone, or you can go on a date, and even if the person looks good on paper, if there's no real chemistry, if there's no real right. connection there, it's just not going to happen. The same thing with sure. jobs and things like that. Sometimes we go for jobs, we look for things, and other things just come when we're ready. 
And that was Uh the whole trick of this retrograde, to get us in a position, when you get in a place of confidence with yourself, you like who you are, you know who you're valuable, then opportunities will come to you. That's the key focus in working that way, okay? Okay, that that's great. That that gives Excellent. me a little because I'm I'm pretty bummed out right now. Yeah, I know. I can. I, 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 most people are feeling like if they just came out of excuse my French a little bit of a shit storm, and now we've yeah, got another retrograde. Uh, the Saturn yeah. moving in on my son right now. I say, shoot Saturn! I was just blown out of the water from Pluto for years, and yeah. to but you know what? Yes, think about Saturn. Yeah, it was you know? tough. I don't. Saturn moving into Sag is, in the long run, is going to be good because all it's really going to do is provide, you know, typically if you're a firefighter, especially for Sagittarius, you don't need any motivation to take action. So Saturn's no, just no, going to keep when to, when to keep our mouth shut, when to not take action, when to bide our time, when to be a little yep. bit more cautious in our approach. So, see, that's what it will ultimately do. So, Okay. okay? All oh, right, well, that is great. I'm, I'm so glad I got through, even with the strange yeah, sound. Yeah, I will. Um, I will uh, uh, thank you. Great. Thanks for calling, Mary. Have an awesome day. Call in again the next time I'm on. Absolutely. Thank you. I'll, I'll listen again. Thanks a lot. All right. Cheers. Okay, guys, i got to sign off. They're taking up my time here. Um, if you didn't uh, get in today, um, uh, please absolutely feel free. Call in on the next um, Astrology Update show. Those are the shows I take the live calls. Uh, I'll be doing another one next month, so uh, just check the calendar, and we'll get to you next time. Guys, thanks for joining me. Thanks for all the callers. Thanks for all the questions, and uh, happy uh, Mercury Rescue. Don't let it drive you nuts. Until next time, cheers.